you know, Arizona is the same. It's just crazy everywhere. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, I was just watching some of your YouTube videos, man, and, man, like, God bless. Like, those stories are incredible, man. Um, I, I love to hear it from yourself uh, since, since you're here. Um, it sounds like your mom had a big impact on you as well, and, and uh, it's a pretty crazy story. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit uh, about how, how you – got started in, in acting or, or, you know, how you grew up and, um, yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I, um, so growing up in the Bronx, um, New York, I was always interested in film and television. Like I grew up watching movies. My mom said she felt like I, I learned how to read from watching TV. It was, I watched TV so much because, um, she used to always think I had an imaginary friend because I'd be in a room talking to myself. But I was actually, like, we had one of those old TVs to where when the volume's all the way down, the subtitles, it's on the TV. And so I'd be reading the lines of what I was watching, whether it was Batman or... Or just wherever. Excuse me. And it was, I was watching something one day and the subtitles was on and I was reading it. And I guess I said a curse word. <laughs> my mom was walking past the room and was like, who was he talking to? <laughs> Opened the door and she see me reading off the TV. And she was like, that's how she found out I could read. <laughs> that's unreal, man. That's unreal. Yeah. So did you did you play um did you play sports growing up or were you like into theater growing up? I mean Um I was into not so much theater but like T V and, and movies. Uh, so, like, vividly, like, for me, acting was my way to escape my reality of not being liked in school and being bullied and being picked on, because I went through all of that, but it was, um, I was a rare breed, because for me, none of it ever really bothered me mentally, in a sense to where, and, and it was because of something my mom said to me, you know, um, I think it was one time I was sad. I came home, um, I had got jumped in school and kids all made fun of me. And so I came home and I asked my mom, uh, how come nobody likes me? And she said to me, do you like you? And I said, yeah. And she said, do you believe me when I tell you I love you? And I said, yeah. And she said, okay, so why should it matter who kids that don't know you think about you? You know, and, and I was like, I don't know. And so she told me this phrase, that the saying that I tell kids all the time is, is let the thoughts and opinions of you, I mean, the thoughts and opinions of you from others, I mean, from loved ones, matter more to you than the thoughts and opinions of you from people who don't know you or don't like you matter to you you know and, and, and this translates like we we go about our days you know you're at home your wife or your husband or your 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 mom or your dad will tell you i love you honey have a good day um you look awesome go rock it boom that goes in one ear comes out the other you go out in the street and a perfect stranger will make a complete 
crucial judgment towards something about you, whether it be your ugly shirt or your ugly whatever, just make something, say something bad towards you and it'll mess your entire day up. You know what I mean? Like, especially like kids, like, you know, parents tell you all the time how much they love you and you act as if, oh, they're just supposed to say that. They don't really mean it. No, they really do mean it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then you go out in the street and Johnny down the, from down the street will, will tell you how, how he thinks your shirt is ugly or your hair looks stupid. And then all of a sudden you're crying and you're heartbroken. And you're like, wait, what, what's, what's the crying for? What are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's just crazy. Let me see no. if I can make this. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, man. It's a no, no, yeah, you're good. You're good. I, I had to just adjust there a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, that's yeah. preach, man. So true. Um, so one more bit, you know, you, you grew up movies, TV, you know, that obviously like had a huge impact on you in childhood and getting through those times, um, you know, mentally and, and to help you escape that reality. How did you, when was your first attempt to you know pursue that as a career maybe or um you know was that something you always wanted to do like I wanted to be like did you want to be on tv did you just want to be a part of the entertainment industry like did you ever have that vision of being in a movie yourself or I did I did um so much so that like because before I wanted to be an actor I thought I actually wanted to be the characters that I watched Mm. And it was funny because, like, so when I was younger, um, my first character was Michelangelo, the Orange Ninja Turtle, the one that plays yeah. orange. And I used I used to have like the the Ninja Turtle backpack. I had my Ninja Turtle tidy whiteies, and <laughs> <laughs> and um, my mom had these orange stockings that I would tie around my. And I'll pull over my eyes and it would be like his mask, whatever. And um, it was funny because I couldn't see. So I always had to lift it up so I could see right. where I'm going and what I'm doing. <laughs> and then running around the house like a, like a Ninja Turtle. And then there was, um, she, so my mom used to teach self-defense at one point. She was dating this cop and he taught her stuff and he gave her a pair of nunchucks you know, just to, like, keep in a bag and, like, what you call it. But I knew where she kept them in the house. And so she was at one of her classes one time, and I called myself, you know, dressing up like Michelangelo, and, and I was going to get the, the nunchucks. So I climbed up in the closet, pushed the chair over, I climbed up in the closet, get it off the top shelf. So I'm, like, swinging the chucks around, like, trying to do what I see on the movies. And somehow swung it, and it connected with the side, like, the front, just like out now real nunchucks are heavy yeah and and i don't really grasp how heavy they are especially when you're when you're i was at what seven or eight at the time it was uh it was weird i was like eight years old and so it was already heavy to me and then i just like knocked myself (laughs) just down the count was she like, yo, where are the nunchucks? Like, <laughs> like when she came, yeah. like, you like, no, the funny thing was, I like, I knocked myself cold out. Um, 
it was it was uh when I got off the floor. Luckily, it was before she came back. So I went and put the nunchucks back up in the closet where I found them, and I went and laid down and, and I took a nap because I think I probably had a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm like, I need to go lay down. I'm tired. This right. is crazy. I just almost killed myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, man. No. Uh, it was, no, that's, yeah, that was, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Hey, you got to keep it a secret, man. That, that's, you had to do your thing, right? You had to, you had to play exactly. right on and <laughs> from that. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. absolutely. Um, yeah, no, man, it's an awesome story. Um. No, I mean, the blind side for me, man, like, it that changed my life, man. Like, that movie was, like, like I'm big into sports, and that's, like, easily one of my favorite of all time. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, it's great, great film. Um, yeah, it sounds like, you know, everything that happened in your childhood, you know, sort of, um, you know, motivated you to, to – do the things that you did in that film. So um, it seems like it really inspired you. So um, yeah, I, I, so is, I, I saw that um, so your mom was the one that found out about that role, correct? And like she, she told you about it and you flew out there and uh, you were actually going out there and you said, hey, like I, I could be a security guard for that film. So you said that to the director and then yeah. The next day, you get like the role. Like, I mean, tell it, take us through that, man. Like, that all happened so fast when I saw that. You know, it's funny. It, um, it was. It's. It, it actually was a very long process. It was. It was a quick auditioning process, but it was a very long decision making process. And I and I say that because um, it was basically like a matter of weeks of the audition side of things, but the movie didn't actually get made until a year and some change later. Because um, we were, in, there, it was during the, the writer strike, and uh, this was back in 20, 2007. And um, so the first time I auditioned for it was in, I wanna say October, no, yeah, the end of October in 2007 um december 5th is when i flew out to la to meet the director and that was my first time on a plane i was scared right yeah you know, it was it was it was it was crazy but um there was a year's gap in the time uh 2008 2008 was the worst year of my life um Mind you, in that entire year, didn't hear anything about the movie at all. Um, I just remember my mom's words. Don't worry about it. Whenever they get ready to do the movie, there's no way they're going to do it without you. You know, so it was just, um, just we had that to hold on to. It was like, you know, I, I, I trust her. I believe her. Um, maybe she knows something I don't, you know. So, but there was like no movement, no traction there. Um, but my mom's illness was getting weaker and she was getting sicker and sicker. And um, it was just like, time was winding down. And then two weeks after my birthday, August 30th, 2008, my mom passed away. 
and so she never got to see the entire you know the the journey she never got to see me get the call that I got the role or come with us to Atlanta while I filmed and visit the set and meet everyone she never got to do any of that uh because she passed away after I, I after I turned what 24 and um then just from there it was just like uh one of the coldest darkest winters in New York City you know that anyone can have or you know uh at least that's how it felt for me that's how I translated it and then next year in end of February um I got a call from my then manager at the time and the first thing she said to me was, Quentin, guess what? And it's been like a year and four years, uh, a year and four months since I heard anything about the movie. The moment she said, guess what? I said the blind side. And she goes, how did you know? And I screamed. I was like, oh my God! Like, wait, wait. And then uh, it was so funny because at that time, I was doing security at Silver Cup Studios where they shoot 30 Rock. And at that time... I saw Tina Fey walking down the hall and I was like, oh my God, Tina Fey's coming. I got to pay back, bye. And I hung up on my manager and uh, met Tina Fey and she was the first person I told that I booked the movie. Yeah, and so it was, it was just crazy. That's crazy. So were you close with Tina Fey at the time too? Like, were, were... No, no, I, that was my first time meeting her. That was wow. my, literally my first time. I, I had met her before. That's insane, man. Good for you, man. That's, that's incredible. Um, did you know, like, that film was going to be as big as it was? Like, you know, you know, like, who else was auditioning for these roles? Like, you know, you, I mean, you see the casting, and it's, like, Sandra Bullock, like, Tim McGraw, like, all these big names. Yeah. What was, like, the casting, like, right? Like, were you, like, oh, my God, like, when you saw all these names, and then they were, like, yeah, you're going to be Michael Orr, like. Well. You know, it's funny, it's like for, so for, I'm trying to figure out how to get this camera right, sorry. No, you're good, you're good. So, what was crazy for me is that um, my character was the first person casted. Mm. Yeah, so the movie, obviously being about Mike Orr and his life, they wanted to find their Michael Orr before casting the rest of the movie, so for instance, when I auditioned, they didn't know who was going to play the mother. They didn't know who Tim McGraw was going to play the father because around the time I auditioned, uh, the movie was with 20th Century Fox Searchlight, and they were they wanted Julia Roberts. And Julia Roberts kept saying no. And I think they said, she said no maybe like three times. And they were like, okay, all right, cool, give up, you know. But then the downside is that is why the movie got shelved because 20th Century Fox Searchlight wanted Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts didn't want nothing to do with the film. So they threw it on the shelf for the duration of their one year option agreement. So that's why the movie, we didn't hear anything all of 2008 because it was on hold. Um, but then once it was over, Gil Netter, who was the original producer attached um, he took the film out of 20th Century Fox Searchlight and went over to Alcon Entertainment, who are the guys who produced it, and they had a distribution deal with Warner Brothers. So 
Warner Brothers jumped on it immediately. They jumped on it immediately, and then pre-production started. So I got the call, like, hey, uh, you still want to do that movie? <laughs> you know, and it was fun, so. That's insane. So, like, they, man, I bet Julia Roberts is that, man. <laughs> you know, as you sit at the Oscars, like, this is some bull. Yeah. <laughs> she was not. That should have been mine. <laughs> you know, no, but it was. You know, if she was happy, like, did you know, did you hear, see her reaction? Or I mean, she must have been. No, I mean, uh, you talking about Julia's or Sandra's? Oh, Julia. Oh no, no, no I've, honestly, yeah. I've never, met, I've never met her. Um, I would love to meet her one day. I'm a fan, you know, yeah. but I, I never got a chance to meet her. So yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, you and Sandra are, are definitely close friends too, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, what was. You know, what was that relationship like with you two on set? Like you guys, you know. It was pretty cool. It was um, it was nerve wracking in the beginning because I mean, like this is Sandra Bullock, I freaking <laughs> love her, you know. So it was like a little nerve wracking in the beginning, but eventually it became cool and easy to work with her because she had this mindset, fun but professional, you know. Um, and and that's not it's not like that was something she used to say. It was just it was how I saw her half the time because of how she presented herself. You know, she's someone who can spill over the room with her charm, her beauty, and just being who she is. But also at the same time, she was someone who uh, exuded professionalism. You know, she, she, when you watch her do her thing, you're like, she's really bringing it. Damn. That's what's up. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So, like, just to be able to interact with her on set the way I did for so long and uh, just for us to connect on the level that we connected. And I couldn't ask for anything more. You know, that was, it was amazing. I was completely, truly blessed and um, wouldn't change it for the world. Honestly, if I can rewind back and go back to being on set and doing it all over again, I would, you know. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, do you, did you guys ever like? What are some things you guys did offset? Like, did you like? Did you Sandra, Tim, um, you know, even Nick Saban? Maybe. I mean, what what did you guys? What did you guys do? Like, did you guys hang out? Like, talk about? Because you guys been super tight. Oh, cool, cool. No, um, for the most part, everybody kind of just did their thing, you know. Um, uh. I saw her at work and everything, but after we all got off work, you know, like for the evening or whatever, everybody went and did their own thing. Um, so kind of, my thing was bowling, you know, so I would get all my boys together. We go hit the bowling alley and we just throw it until our arms fall off, you know? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, that was it for me. Like I didn't really, I wasn't a club fan cause I'm not a drinker, you know? Um, I do, I do, like, I, 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 I said I'm not a drinker, and, and I look at this big bottle of tequila. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw that post today, man. Respect. I like it. Yes. I was like. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it, man. You gotta I got to. I got to. Like, the, like. Did you see yeah. It, right? Yeah, you man. Know? And his hey. name is, you know, okay, his signature is on it. Yeah. Hey. You know? Yo, I might have to try that now, man. Good thing you I know. Do. 
Good thing I'm 22 now, so. <laughs> there you go. And it's the Reposado, so I got yeah. that with my cigar for the night and everything. Right. But it's like, I, I, I'm going to try it. I'm not going to kill the whole bottle, but yeah. <laughs> I, I just, you know, Dwayne Johnson, that's my dude. Like, yeah, that's, man. I grew up watching that. And I got a chance to meet him once uh, backstage at the MTV Movie Awards back in 2012 or 11. And he's just the nicest dude ever. And I, I shook his hand, told him how much of a fan I am. But I really wanted a picture, but I was like, you know what? I get it. I'm not, I'm not going to ask a picture. You know, he, he, that's probably the last thing he wants to do right now is take a picture with my big behind. So I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to ask you for a picture, but uh, I just yeah. want to say hi, what up, and everything. I was all you know, giddy. I'm like, this is the rock right here. This is the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, where was his feature in the blind side, man? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, more money this movie would have made if you had put the rock in it. You smell the rock is cooking. Like, yeah, man. That's, that's the dude, man. That's unreal, man. That's an incredible journey. Um, do, do you and Sandra ever like reminisce on those times, or did you talk to any of the cast members today? Um, staying actually, today, my uh, the so the dude that played my brother, mm. me and him are real good friends. He's your age, really? Yeah, he's wow. your age. So that means you were 12. Yeah, you were like, uh, oh, uh, 11, 11, that's 12, maybe. That's insane. Yeah, what's he up exactly. to? Uh, he's chilling. Actually, last I heard, he was in uh, either L.A. or Texas. I know he lives in L.A. He goes back and forth to Texas sometimes to see family. Um, I don't know where he's at during the quarantine. He could be in L.A. Yeah. Or uh, if not, he's back home in Texas. But, um, yeah, we keep in touch all the time. It was funny because, like, I remember last year we were at uh, this wing spot in North Hollywood just chilling, watching the game and drinking beer and um, having a beer. And I was like, dude, this is so crazy. When we first met, you were 12. <laughs> and I was in drinking age. And now we're sitting here at a sports bar having beers, watching football. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Time flies, bro. And it's, it's, yeah, it's so crazy, man. Like, he literally became our brother on that movie. Yeah, you know, and that's why we stayed so cool, over, cool of friends over the years. And I think the uniqueness about our relationship as friends is because you don't see that very often. Here's a twenty-something grown-up big guy who's friends with this twelve-year-old kid. You know, yeah. <laughs> not related to, but we're we're boys. We're you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bonded over that film, you know, which spoke volumes to so many people. And then when you think about the relationship as it portrayed on film, we actually became like brothers in real life, you know. And and I, I think the, I think that was amazing in itself, you know, because uh, you don't see that very often, you know. There's not too many grown 20-something adults that can befriend a 12-year-old child, yeah, you know, and, and it not be weird or anything, you know what right. I mean? It was just yeah, yeah, it was yeah. innocent. It was, yeah, and 
I feel like it was one of those things where, you know how to say God connects us to who we need to be, I mean, to who, I mean, who, who we need to be around. Um, and sometimes who we don't need to be around so that we can get or grasp the understanding of where we're trying to head in life. Cause sometimes you got people who are headed down a path where they're going to assure success, but then they have these people in their lives that don't need to be there, but they don't know how to let them go. And I feel like I tell people sometimes, I feel like God is sitting there and he's like, he's looking and he's like, I want to give you this, but they can't have it. And I know you, if I give this to you, they're going to take it. So <laughs> you have to get rid of them so I can give you what I got for you. You know what I mean? I felt like he's done that to me a couple of times. Not trying to get preachy. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely respect yeah. it. For sure. I mean, what do you guys usually talk about? Like, when you get, like, have you guys ever talked about doing like a, like a blindside reunion? Like, I mean, when was the last time you talked to everyone else? Like, you, you know, it's funny. Like we, we haven't talked about a reunion, but um, me and, uh, so we had this, we want to do, we want to get together, shoot a couple skips and everything. Like spoofs or just like recreate some scenes uh, from the movie or whatever. And so I had an idea for a commercial um, I just didn't know how to pitch it. I don't know how to do that stuff. But uh, I had an idea for a commercial <laughs> where Jay and I is in like a pickup truck. Now it could be anybody. It could be Dodge. It could be Ford. It could be Chevy. Whoever got the best new pickup out there on the market that looks awesome and who wants to do a commercial with us. Because last year was the 10-year anniversary of the film. Uh, this is 11 years just this time. So, but... I was thinking the commercial would be me and Jay in the car, like or in the, in the pickup, the brand of pickup, and we're riding, and then that song from the movie comes on the radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I'm like, oh, you remember this? He's like, yeah, of course I remember this. And then we start rapping it like we did in the movie. But this time, instead of going into, you know, when we're doing it and we're singing the, the hook, it, you know, whatever – Whatever dealership we, we do the commercial is cheesy, but you know they we start singing their name or whatever, and then right when it looks like we're getting ready to have an accident, we uh it kind of like psych. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey yo, bro, where, where's the Madden sponsorship, bro? Bro, where is that at? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. So, um, when was the last time you talked to Sandra? Was that a while, or have you guys talked about it, or no? No, it's been a while. She, you know, she reached out and checked up on me last year when I went in the hospital, um, which was cool, man. I was, I didn't really expect it, but she reached out, and I was all giddy, a little happy, like, oh my god, yeah. So, you know, just reached out to wish me well yeah. and everything. But yeah, so it's been pretty cool. It's been a been a minute since um, I haven't heard from Lily in maybe like a year or two. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the last time I heard from her. Everybody's good. I haven't heard from Tim since we did the movie. Yeah. You know, I would like to get in touch with him again, even you know with the recent news that just came out. You know, uh, so just you know, offer my prayers and support in any way that I can. Yeah. But um, I yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I don't think I heard about the news. I hope all is well. Um, oh, uh, it's, 
I'm, you know what? Let me make sure it's not. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't have to go into detail with it. I just hope all is well with him. I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't know, but um, yeah, man. I mean, that's that's just sounds like that bond is something forever, and um, yeah, that's awesome, man. So did, did Michael Orr, like, did he give you any advice on when you on like playing his role like throughout the movie? Like, do you still stay in touch with him? Because we we were actually talking to him about coming on the podcast. And, Hey, we could we could do a Mike and Mike, <laughs> Mike and Big Mike kind of thing too, if you want. I don't know. I was emailing him. <laughs> right. Uh, no, so he didn't. He didn't come on. I mean, um, he didn't come on set. So at the time we were filming, he was trying to get into the NFL. So he was going through. He was doing all the combine stuff that was needed. And so he didn't get to visit set. So I didn't meet him until he was already in the league. Um, I think this was back in 2013. I did an autograph signing in Chicago. And so that was, like, where I was when I first met Michael. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Like I said, Grizz, one of my favorite movies of all time, man, um, for sure. Um, I don't want to keep you any much longer, but – yeah, I mean, this has been awesome, man. Um, I hope I hope all is well. If if you uh, one one thing I want to ask is like if you were to do it again, or oh, actually, one thing I did want to ask is your favorite scene and most challenging scene. That- favorite scene and most challenging scene. Yeah. Um. Hmm. All right, my favorite scene is easy. It was the proper hug. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I had have. A huge crush on Sandra. Oh yeah, we all do. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, we all do. I mean, it's, and so, it's all right. <laughs> so, like, the, the little. All right. So, when you're doing a movie, you have um, your stand-ins. What's called your stand-ins. Somebody who's similar in either race or religion. I mean, race or size or or uh, they look like you in some way, shape, or form. And they'll stand for you while the camera is set up, the crew, and the, I mean the lights and the cameras, you know, and they'll have you do what, walk through the steps of what you're going to be doing in the shot. And it's your stand-in that's one of those steps so that the camera people can get the proper angles that they need without you having to be there waiting on them. So, and you only see this in big budget movies mainly. Like, right. not a lot of independents do this, but... I had I took full advantage of that every single day except for the day with the proper hug because I know how many times they have to set up shots, restart and do this and do that. So the day that we were gonna shoot that scene, I told <laughs> I called my stunt double. I'm like, hey yeah, okay, hey, come here, come here. No, you go sit over there. Okay. I got this. All right. You've been working hard. I want to let you know you ain't got to do it no more. I got you. And he's like, oh, man, you're nice. You're nice. Thank you. Then they announced. <laughs> I mean, and then, uh, and then it was like, uh, as the scenes get ready to go on, I'm doing the stand-in work. So I'm hugging the stand-in that look, that Sandra looked like. And then when Sandra comes to set, I'm hugging Sandra. <laughs> and so that was my favorite day because I'm like, you know, they shoot movies over and over and over again for different scenes. Right. So I'm up here 
like um I'm up here basically hugging Sandra like 15, 20 times. And it was just like, it was, I was like, yo, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, people actually do this for I'm getting paid today to hug Sandra Bullock. That is amazing. <laughs> she must have been laughing too, right? Like she probably thought it was hilarious, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She's, she's sweet, man. She's like one of the sweetest women I know. And I do anything for her. You know, she's amazing. Um, I love the fact that we've been able to keep a friendship over the past decade and, um, there's nothing that I won't do for her, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, short of killing someone, of course, uh, <laughs> wink, <Yeah>. wink. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no man, I mean, no, no, you're good, man, you're good, um, what, I mean, was that the most challenging scene for you, you'd probably say too, or, I mean, that truck scene must have been tough too, right? You know what's funny? That that scene was pretty cool. Um, the most challenging scene to me was the scene where I leave the investigator's office and I, you know, and I'm and I'm running like, for all intents and purposes, walking away from her really fast, and she catches up to me and she asks me some questions, and I and I break down to her that I feel like she was just using me to get what she wanted, which was you know, whatever I thought I had to offer, but. Um, I wasn't willing to see it from her perspective. And so I had to fuss at her. And I was just like, I don't want to fuss at Sandra. I don't, don't, like, don't want to fuss at her. I like her. I love her. I don't want to fuss at her. You know, but I had to start looking at her as being Leanne Tui and not Sandra Bullock. Right, right, yeah. No. You know, so it was cool. So that was like a challenging day for me. Thank God that was the only challenge. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so. did, did the Tui family actually reach out to you? I mean, maybe not or, but, like, did any of the Tuis, like, really um, you in, in terms of supporting you in the film? or? No, so I met um, – I met uh, – I can't remember what I was about to say. No, you you ever have one of those moments where you get ready to answer something? You yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you were saying, like, you met um, – like maybe was it Lee, Lee Tui or Mrs. Tui? Or if not, well, read, read the question again. Let's see if it uh, I, was, I was just gonna ask, like, was there any time where the Tuis, like the real life in real life, like reached out to you in terms of like their reaction to the film after they saw it? Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah like so, it. What was that? Yeah, reaction? so basically, I know that Leanne and Collins and SJ all loved it because of. You know, um, Leanne did come by the set, her and Collins. And I remember the first day that I met them, I was on my way to set to kind of like to see what was going on on my day off and just watch some of the scenes. And I walked past Lily in the lunchroom and she goes, holy crap. Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, "Um, good. You know, I just thought she was a producer. So like that I didn't meet yet. So I'm like, cool. And I go back upstairs and they're like, oh, my daughter Lily is here, the one who Collins is playing. And I'm like, I think I just met her. Really yeah. <laughs> embarrassed myself. Oh. You know, it was, yeah, it was it's funny. all good. It's all good, man. That sounds like yeah. an incredible experience, man. I mean, that's awesome. Oh, man, the best. The best. It was, uh, it was definitely one for the books. Yeah. Did you play <laughs> yeah. football growing up or, like, 
I played one year semi-pro. Okay, sweet. So you must have got yeah. recruiting. Like, Saban must have been like, yo, like, come through. I Dude, he gave me a jumpsuit. I was like, ooh, got my Alabama jumpsuit on. Hold on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> gave me a jumpsuit and everything. I was anticipating it. But I was like, you know what, I can't. I can't right now. You know, I'm going to stick to acting. And then now I'm like, yeah, I'm too old for that. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pushing, like, well, next month I'll be 36. So I'm just like, uh, my football days are over. Even though they never started, they're over. <laughs> people, nah, man, never. I mean, so, like, were people, were people actually reaching out to you after that film? Were like, hey, come on my team. Like, were you really looked? Yeah, no, no, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, had a lot of attention based off that film. And a lot of it was the good kind, you know. So sometimes it can be – it can be, it can take a toll. It can take its toll, it can run your course, and just still crash and burn, you know, yeah. so you never know. But um, I think it was, you know, for all intents and purposes, it was a, an amazing experience and one that I wouldn't change for yeah. anything. Did, did you know? support you throughout that process, like in terms of getting looks? Like, was he like, hey, like, my guy Quincy can, uh, can hop on a team anytime. Like, did he give you some support in, in terms of getting those looks after the film? Or who who was it? Uh, Saban. Um, no, you know what? I because I never exchanged numbers with him. Mm. Um, you know, me back in the day, being a newbie, I, I didn't. It never dawned on me to try to get someone's number. Right. You know what I mean? So I like the only people I kind of kept in touch with was Lily and and S, uh, SJ. <laughs> you know, I was trying to say his real name and his yeah, stage name at the same time because it's so he's J Head or short free, but like he's J Head, and then his name was SJ in the movie. So I was just I was getting a fumble back and forth, but uh, yeah. yeah. That, that's awesome, man. I mean, you know, you're killing it, man. You, uh, we always got your back, man. And um, like I said, you. Blindside, you know, changed a lot of people's lives. So um, keep killing it. I'll, I'll let you go right now. I don't want you to miss me. But, um, yeah, enjoy the uh, the rock uh, tequila. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Maybe. maybe One more shout out. <laughs> I'll take that right now. Literally. Yeah, let's get it. And then, yo, if I'm ever in Arizona, man, I'm down to do some bowling. I'll take you on, man. Let's get it. Let's do it. Hey, I always tell people that's the only sport that I can trash talk in. Hey, hey, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I trash talk in it because I won twice nationally televised. Jeez. So back in 2013, I was was in the celebrity shootout for Chris Paul's – uh, bowling thing, yeah. And like you type my name in Quentin Aaron Bowling, it'll come up. Uh, my yeah. highlight reel game will come up. I yeah. wound up winning the celebrity shootout. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it came down to me and Chris Paul. Yeah. And uh, he threw a nine, and I threw a strike, and won the whole thing. So it was it was pretty cool, man. I was like, I said in my interview, I was like, yeah, I just had to let him yeah, know yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. that I'm the free of the lanes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. When was the last time you played with Chris? Did you guys ever talk about it again? Or? 
No, no, I don't. I don't. We never really changed numbers and everything, so I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. But um, I've been out of LA for a while too. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's a whole, but yeah, I talk. I talk trash when it comes to Bowman. I talk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm from Boston, so Mookie Betts was pretty good at bowling too. <laughs> there you go, there you go. I don't know if you played him, but uh No. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks, uh thanks so much, man. Um yeah, stay in touch for sure. If you ever need anything, please reach out and um yeah, wish you the best and live it up tonight. Keep us updated on the tequila. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, bro. All right, have a good one, man. Thanks again, Quinn. All right, you too, bro. Peace. Later.